Welcome to Cherryland's Energy Talk. I'm Rachel Johnson, our Member Services Manager here at Cherryland, and I am joined today by Tony Anderson, our General Manager. Welcome. And we just wanted to take a, a few quick minutes, this is going to be a really short episode, to talk about net metering. And our goal is just to make sure that our listeners understand what the current net metering policy is in Michigan, and also some of the proposed changes that are in the Senate right now, because there's a lot of talk about that. But before we talk about those things, I just want to make one thing clear. Cherryland is uh, not reg- rate regulated by the Michigan Public Service Commission. We instead are what's known as member regulated. Our members vote for our board, and our board makes rate decisions on behalf of our membership. So for things like net metering rates, it really is the Cherryland board that makes the decisions that will govern our policies. However, we often mimic the policies that are happening at the state level, so it's good for our members to know what's going on. So before we talk about the changes, Tony, why don't you talk a little bit about what the current net metering policy is in Michigan and also at Cherryland? Today they're both the same. We're following the, the state, what the rest of the state is doing. Essentially, when a member has a windmill or solar panels on their home, they're generating electricity. They're also using electricity in that home. So when the generation exceeds what they use in the home, you have the net. And the net of that generation goes out onto the grid. And we're buying that at full cost to retail. And today that is 11 cents. And that's what other utilities in the state are doing as well. So it's a pretty simple system. If you produce more than you use, we're going to buy it from you at a retail rate. If you produce less than you use, you're going to purchase that from us at a retail rate as well. Right. The, The law says and the law is designed that the solar installation or the windmill should not be sized for more than the home will use. But there's situations where somebody's not home, somebody goes on vacation, and they do net some generation onto the grid. And we essentially bank that for them, and then they use it against future usage. Correct. Perfect. So that's the, that's how net metering is set up today. Um, and then the, the policy that's being proposed, there's a lot in there about rates. But before we get to that, I would say one thing that's different. You mentioned how we people size their systems for their current load. Mm-hmm. The law that's in the Senate right now, which is SB 438, the law that's there right now would actually change that so people could have a bigger system up to 110% of their load. Correct. So there's the potential to be producing quite a bit more, pushing quite a bit more back onto the grid mm-hmm. than we cur- are currently seeing with our members. Yeah, that very much changes the, the current legislation. what we've been doing for years. It's incentivizing people to build systems bigger than they need, and that has the potential of creating issues for us. Sure. And another change, and this is not necessarily a controversial one, but another change in the policy is right now a utility is required to accommodate up to 1% of their load in net metering customers or members if you're a Mm co-op. This would, al- this would require utilities to accommodate up to 10% of their load. So you could see quite a bit more market saturation with net metering on any individual utility that, system. That's correct. Yep. So, so those are kind of the load type changes, but what about the rate changes or the net metering structure changes? Well, today we're paying full cost of retail, for, like I said, for anything that goes onto the grid. SB 438 wants to pay a, a wholesale price, but it also wants the member to purchase all of its energy at retail from the utility and then everything it generates goes onto the grid at the wholesale price. So the customer the customer of the IOU, the member of the co-op, doesn't have an incentive then to to save the eleven cents because this legislation doesn't allow them to do that. And I think that's problematic. 
So, so it, it completely changed. In some ways, it almost stops being net metering because the idea of net metering is that you're only really talking about what happens with the net. But this is more of a situation where everything you produce, you are required to sell. Mm-hmm. Everything you use, you're required to buy, and those are at different rate structures. Yeah, it's making every home with a windmill and, and solar panels a generator. Okay. They're no longer a consumer of their own energy. So it is a fairly substantial change Th- for people big, who are considering home installations. That's a big change. Okay. Well, so I think that, uh, again, that the, really the goal here was just to make sure that our members understand the details of the policy. The only uh, other thing I would add in there is to understand this is couched into a, the bill is not just about net metering. It's a larger revision of Michigan's energy policy. We're currently under an act known as Public Act 295. It was passed in 2000, or implemented in 2008. Um, this SB 438 revises both net metering and every other aspect of that PA 295. So they're not different things. They're all part of the same bill package, and it'll be interesting to watch kind of as those debates roll out going forward. And we just want to make sure that our members have all the information you need to know what's going on when you hear people taking a position. For example, we sat down recently in a TC Energy Talk podcast and talked with um, some representative from local investor-owned utilities, the Traverse City Chamber, just to see, get their opinion on net metering. And until you understand the, the nature of the law, it's hard to take a, yeah, take a position. This is actually a setup for that podcast, so hopefully people are better educated as they roll into that podcast because there's a lot of discussion on the different nuances in SB 438 in that podcast. Absolutely. It's well worth your time to listen to. Absolutely. And if you ever have any questions at all about anything energy policy related, you can always give us an email at our our Cherryland email address, email Tony or I directly, check out our blog, ask us on Facebook, stop by the office. We're always happy to help, um, help our members make better educated decisions. Very good. So thanks for tuning in.